Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 3rd, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, it was a busy, busy weekend here in the Broadway radio feed. Not only did we have two episodes of Tell Me More, Jenna Tessa Fox had a special episode uh, along with you. And then, of course, we had this week on Broadway. My two Tell Me More episodes kicked off what I'm calling a new season since I took the fall off for football purposes. And I had not one but two incredible leading ladies of the theater. First, Patina Miller on Friday and then on Saturday, Eden Espinosa. Those are two I'm really, really pleased with how those turned out they got they gave me a lot of really good stuff and then uh you and jenna talked about 2019 on broadway off broadway um and and all of those kind of fun things and then this week on broadway for february 2nd you peter and michael talked about a bunch of different things including grand horizons a soldier's play the confession of lily dare and more so from the episode you did with Jenna and then this week on Broadway, what was a quick nugget from both of those that uh, you want to make sure that the people out there are uh, aware of and, and maybe take a listen to? Well, the conversation that I had with Jenna was uh, we, we actually, I think, recorded it um, at the end of December, beginning of January. But we wanted to uh, put it in the feed. But the Come From Away folks had our Saturdays, so we held off on releasing it until uh, this weekend, but the we we talked about the extraordinary work at Off Broadway companies, um, and talked about uh, how to get on that train early so that you're able to catch the outstanding shows, especially in the Off Broadway realm where uh, uh, theaters are smaller than the Broadway houses and the and the runs are shorter. It gives you less of an opportunity to uh, see those shows once something is hot and it catches on. So uh, we were trying to get our listeners ahead of the curve there to take a uh, take Definitely. a look at those things, uh, and it's um, very similar to what you and Ashley talked about, and what Peter and Michael talked about in their best of 2019. The best work being done right now is off Broadway, without a doubt, without a doubt. All right, James. Uh, obviously, you could hear a lot of those episodes in our Patreon feed before you could hear them in the main feed. There will be a bunch more of those types of things coming up soon. Not only am I going to be in New York a week from yesterday on Sunday, uh, so I'll be doing reviews, James, with you or by myself um, of a lot of the things I see. On Sunday, started talking with Jennifer McHugh about getting a schedule set for our Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist podcast. Um, that'll be showing up in the Patreon feed only. That's the only place you'll get it, I think, unless James decides to put it in this regular feed, too. But our plan is just Patreon. Um, so get on that. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. I'm very excited about uh, all the all the different content coming out. And also, I'm very excited that our listeners are really supporting broadway radio it's it's you know uh, i get very nervous uh about asking listeners to help support broadway radio but the listeners amaze me every week in and out and we're actually going to have uh some listener related things later in this episode actually too so that's a, a good a good uh foreshadowing for you james oh good are you asking the listeners to come to sardis as well no i'm not i'm not asking because i didn't uh, get invited so well this was not my plan this was a plan made by ashley and uh -huh. robbie because yeah. i've never been to sardis oh i see if you and i scheduled it you still wouldn't never go well 
I would. But <laughs> yeah. You'd be in another country. No, this was this was something cooked up at a uh, Tuesdays at fifty four. Uh, thing where they were they were setting this they were setting up a time to hang out and they said well you might as well make Matt go to Sardi's for once so mm. there you go all right I'm gonna draw the picture all right. all right uh first up in the news a reimagined tour of Disney's Aida will launch from the Paper Mill Playhouse next year yeah James on Friday the Paper Mill Playhouse out in Milburn New Jersey announced that almost exactly a year from today that they will be premiering a reimagined production of the Disney musical Aida, obviously based on the opera of the same name, before it heads out on a national tour. The show uh, will run at Paper Mill from February 4th through March 7th, uh, before it heads to Charlotte, Chicago, Fort Worth, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Nashville, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and other cities yet to be announced. The show will feature a revised book by David Henry Wong, who co-wrote the original book with Linda Wolverton and Robert Falls. Of course, the score is by Elton John and Tim Rice. James, we have discussed this impending production before when it was uh, announced that uh, Shea Williams, who was an original member of the Broadway cast of the show, will be directing and Camille A. Brown will be choreographing. So, James, the real question for me is, do you think that this is a guaranteed pre-Broadway tour or a most definitely a pre-Broadway tour? <laughs> so we, we actually chatted about this on This Week on Broadway with Michael and Peter uh, for just a few minutes. Uh, Michael pointed out that uh, the Broadway's Aida is not based upon the opera, but based upon a children's book called Aida. Oh. Uh, and we talked about uh, Disney's relationship with the Paper Mill Playhouse, uh, Newsies, Little Mermaid. It, you know, the this reaffirms and strengthens the relationship between the commercial producers of Disney and the uh, nonprofit producers at the Paper Mill Playhouse. Uh, and I think that's a really good thing. But whether or not it comes in, I don't know. There's been a lot of national tours uh, launched at a Paper Mill that never came to New York. I'm thinking of The Bodyguard. Uh there's a few other things but they, that, that but, but but they weren't Disney. That's true. No, that's true. And Disney did say that Newsies was not coming to Broadway. Then we're just doing 99 performances. That's it. 99. That's it. <laughs> no, can't possibly do any more than that. And what was it? 18 years later, they finally closed. Something, something like, like that. that. Something like that. Well, and I also think the timing is it really lines up because if this doesn't start in New Jersey until 2021, then it has. You know, a dozen or so tour stops that probably takes up most of the rest of that year. So come 2022, who knows, maybe Frozen, which is the lowest mm. grossing show that Disney has. Maybe that'll be time for it to wrap up around the holidays of 2022, like the the early January of 2022 before uh, maybe this can come in and, and tank the St. James or something. So we'll have to wait and see. I think the timing's really interesting, but I I think we've talked about this before. I love me some Aida, so uh, I'm all, all for it. Michael Portantier, not so much. That's oh, fine. He's allowed to be wrong. <laughs> uh, so you are a little bit familiar with the, uh, the, the Disney uh, area in Orlando, aren't you? Uh, vaguely, I avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, they have their parks. They have Magic Kingdom. They have Epcot. They have Animal Kingdom. They have all the uh, the Lagoon, something like that. Uh, I, I'm waiting for Disney to buy a section of Manhattan and have a Disney Broadway theme park. I so, would love that. You know, I think that they could get all of their shows in there and even do them in Rip or something like that. You know, rotate them around. So I think, you know, I think that they're... I think we've talked about this before. Have a theater at Disney 
that just does productions of the shows that aren't on Broadway and just kind of rotate through them. I'm all for that. Yeah. I, you know, I really, I, I saw the Finding Nemo uh, production down at Disney and I so really, good. really liked it. I re and I, I keep thinking that they're going to do it and, no, they're just content to keep it going on down there on their uh, rollerblades. I mean, that was the uh, um, that was the uh, the Lopez family. So yeah. uh, I'm kind of surprised. Lopez, I. All right, what's up in uh, this week's theatrical schedule? Well, what's not up in this week's theatrical schedule? We've got a bunch. So I'm just going to run through them very quickly. I will have links to all of these shows uh, in the show notes if you want to get more information on them. But there's a lot going on, so I'm not going to spend any time on any of them. But opening tonight, Monday, February 3rd, will be Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice off-Broadway from the new group. Also, we have two off-Broadway shows beginning previews, Cambodian Rock Band uh, off-Broadway from the Signature Theater, and We're Gonna Die off-Broadway from Second Stage. Then we have a, uh, a little bit of a break until Thursday, February 6th, where we have previews beginning for a couple of off-Broadway plays. Uh, first, all the Natalie Portmans off-Broadway from uh, MCC, and then Blues for an Alabama Sky off-Broadway from the Keene Company. Then on Friday, we have a number of shows beginning previews, including the next Broadway show to start performances, Girl from the North Country. Then we have previews off-Broadway for the Transport Group's I guess, revival or reimagining of the unsinkable Molly Brown. I saw an interview with Kathleen Marshall saying they're going to be doing a very traditional Broadway musical with a very untraditional approach. So I'm interested to see what that's all about. Uh, then the Vineyard Theater Company's production of Lucas Hanath's Dana H. will also begin performances on Friday. Then Saturday, we have the first previews of The Headlands off-Broadway from LCT3. And then Sunday, the biggest thing happening on Sunday is that I get into town around 9.30 a.m. Mm. But then we have to balance that out with some disappointing things as three shows will be closing. First, Timon of Athens at Theater for a New Audience, Forbidden Broadway, Colon, The Next Generation, and then London Assurance off-Broadway from Irish Rep. Yeah, the Forbidden Broadway, isn't it transferring to the York? Uh, that was that's this that's this one this is the york yes. one closing yes okay i see all right well uh maybe some sort of herculean effort when you get in on sunday you can save these three shows matt get to work on that you know i'll do my best all right uh next up the reviews are in for medea at the uh brooklyn in brooklyn and next to normal in dc yeah what's super interesting about this james is that um I did not know something about this product, the production of Medea that's happening at BAM um, that Helen Shaw mentions. But we're going to get to that. But let's first talk about this show. It is uh, directed by Simon Stone, who adapted it or wrote this based off of the Euripides play of the same name. It stars real life couple. I don't know if they're actually married or not, but they're life partners, whatever. Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale. The show is currently scheduled to run through March 8th. Now, normally I always start with the New York Times review if it's available. But I'm going to start with Helen Shaw's review from Vulture because this cleared something up that I did not know. She said, quote, it's important to know, despite the promises of the poster, the title and the hot eyed publicity photos, that this is not actually your chance to see Rose Byrne play Medea 
and her life her and her partner in life and fellow movie star Bobby Cannavale play Jason. Instead, you'll see them in a new domestic drama about ex-pharmaceutical researcher Anna and her estranged husband and colleague Lucas, whose lives full of depression, infidelity, and ill-judged medication eventually reflect an older tragedy. As he did with Yerma, the Australian Stone writes and directs a modern drama that very gingerly follows the outline of its namesake. In both cases, the important connection to the older play is the drive towards a tragic conclusion. The connection also, of course, flatters the material. So I did not realize that this was not actually an adaptation of the actual Medea, James. Uh, so I feel a little bait and switched. I, I'm sure this is still wonderful, but I like. I mean, come on now. I mean, <laughs> don't tell me it's Medea if it's not Medea. Uh, ben Brantley of The New York Times said, quote, but to inspire the requisite pity and terror, Anna needs to exude a passion that eludes and transcends medical and social diagnoses. Burns' tightly calibrated performances is more forensic than tragic. A bespectacled Cannavale bravely gives us a Jason figure who is basically a spineless hunk. But his passivity means that when we when he finally registers the full extent of Medea's payback, it's hard to respond with the dazed, horrified wonder the moment's demands. Jason was a jerk, too, but he was also a figure of heroic stature. So I feel like this was a little more confusing than I think we were led to believe. So uh, uh, a very interesting thing, James, and I'm, I'm interested to hear some people who saw it that aren't necessarily critics to see if they felt as misled as perhaps I feel like I was. Uh, all right, so I want to get to some reviews for another show that uh, was running and will actually close uh, tonight on Monday. Uh, this was the Kennedy Center's Broadway Center stage concert, in quotes, production of Next to Normal. It stars Rachel Bay Jones, Brandon Victor Dixon, and amongst others, and is directed by the original Broadway director of the show, Michael Greif. Peter Marks from The Washington Post said, quote, You experience on this evening not only harmonizing by remarkable, by remarkable voices, but also an affirmation of the, uh, the ascendancy of two major musical theater talents. Next to normal? Nah, more than exceptional. The proceedings coalesce around the contributions of the two leads. Jones locates in Diana a woman whose charms and humor have dissolved in the acid of her restive grief. She's smashing in the white hot numbers, didn't I see this movie, and the plaintive ones too, I miss the mountains. And Dixon has both leading man magnetism and a voice like a cello. I'd put his rendition of A Light in the Dark on Endless, endless Replay. Now, this is where I said we would have some, some contributions from uh, listeners. Jeff Newman uh, tweeted at us, perfection, review coming soon. I haven't seen that full review jeff so uh your deadline is probably passed by now uh but let us know and then deb schrager uh tweeted me and said that rachel bay jones is giving one of the best performances i've ever seen i told her that i'm not really normally a next to normal fan and deb said uh you might feel differently if you saw this um so uh very uh very good notes from folks that have seen it down in washington dc obviously it closes tonight so if you haven't seen it it's probably too late to get tickets but uh, really glad that those things are that that show is doing well down in D.C. I hear there's an express bus from Times Square to the Kennedy Center where a whole lot of Broadway producers were on the bus this week. So uh, you know, we'll get to see it then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what is interesting about Jeff Newman? Uh, I do not. He's probably the only person that we know that owns more domains than I do. Oh, that's that's impressive. So, uh, Jeff, yeah, 
uh, he probably bought uh, next to normal dot Broadway. So, all right. So, what do we have in the recommendation section? All right. Well, two things, and they are both things that have to do with people that we are very close to and very fond of. The first one is a new single that was Beyonce style dropped over the weekend by the one and only Robbie Rizal. It is a mashup of Wicked Little Town and Make Your Own Music that he originally did at his Pride show at 54 Below. I can't remember if that was 2019 or 2018. I can't remember. It all runs together at this point. Um, and uh, he did it to kind of celebrate and, and recover and uh, rejuvenate himself post-closing of Tuesdays at 54. Um, so he released that. It's wonderful. Um, all of the proceeds from the, if you buy it or stream it or whatever, um, will go towards uh, Democratic uh, election campaigns in 2020. So feel free to buy it multiple times and stream it on endless repeat for as much uh, for as long as you possibly can. And then also, the New York Times had a very nice little fun story about our very own Lauren Class Schneider uh, and her wedding. Apparently, she got married um, in the Caribbean in Jamaica on the same day as an earthquake. Um, so that was really interesting. And they go into the fact that she and her husband, who have been together now for 20 years, have not and still do not live in the same city uh, and a very interesting arrangement and in how it works for them. But check that out in the New York Times as well. Yeah. Lauren Class Schneider uh, does class notes for Broadway Radio. Uh, she's a longtime, longtime friend. She used to write for uh, Broadway Stars and do a video segment on Broadway Stars. And she uh, uh, listeners might know that I I've mentioned her in the past that she's uh, she does a lot of television production and. Uh, she produces Times Square at New Year's Eve, and she produces the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for, I think, for CBS. I'm not sure. Um, but and, and she was also one of the producers on the Tony Awards. Did you talk to her for Tell Me More? Or was... We tried. We could never get it booked. Yeah. So uh, Lauren, Lauren's very, very busy, and not to mention living in New York and having uh, a, uh, a relationship uh, in Chicago. So she's constantly on a plane. So uh, congratulations to Lauren. What do we have in other news? All right, just a few things here, James. First, Javier Munoz will star in the North American premiere of Stephen Lloyd Helper's A Sign of the Times when it plays New York beginning on February 7th at Theater 511. The show is currently scheduled to run through April 4th. Next, it was announced on Friday that Spike Lee will direct a filmed version of David Byrne's American Utopia. Lee, of course, is no stranger to directing filmings of Broadway shows, having done the same for Passing Strange in the past. I believe that one was for HBO. It'll be interesting to see where this one ends up. And finally, late last week, both Kate Rockwell and Gray Henson announced on social media that they will be departing the Broadway company of Mean Girls on March 8th. The original cast members will be joining Erica Henningsen, who is actually leaving this month to join the Broadway company of Flying Over Sunset over at Lincoln Center. No replacements have been announced yet, James, but if I had to guess, I would say that the producers have already tipped their hand a bit with the temporary casting of social media star Dallas Cameron Cameron Dallas, and I would <laughs> say that they were more than likely going to go that route for the replacements rather than traditional Broadway names. I would imagine, James, that your kids would be more likely to recognize some of these uh, incoming stars than maybe you or I would. Maybe they're 
uh, more social media stars or Disney Channel stars or pop young pop stars, things like that, or at least maybe not all of them, obviously, but a couple of them here or there because the show's already recouped. It seems to be far more popular with younger audiences than the mid 40s white rich people that make up most Broadway audiences. So if I was producing this and obviously Lauren Michaels needs me to tell him how to make money off of things, uh, that's <laughs> the direction that I would go. All right. So uh, I think that we keep our eyes on this and uh, they can learn a lot from Fran and Barry Weisler about keeping Chicago going as long as it's been going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Monday with us and kicking off the week. And uh Maybe Ashley will be back, but uh, when she gets back, please at her and happy birthday to Ashley. Mm -hmm. <laughs>